If you haven't been here in a while or if you're here for the first time, we've been in a series called Noble Character, The Key to True Success. When we started this series, uh, I asked a question, how would you define success? And, uh, and one of my premises was uh, that everybody's definition of success would probably be different from one another. But what I wanted to kind of do, because we hear this word about being successful, what does the Bible have to say about being successful? What does the Bible have to say about what it means to be a success in God's eye? And so we're kind of looking at it from a perspective of what God's word has to say about success. And we believe that it is in the area specifically that when God's people... People in general have what is called noble character. So if you're wanting to be a success in life, okay, through God's eyes, I would encourage you to look at this area called noble character. And what kind of inspired uh, this message goes back to Luke chapter 2, verse 52. Uh, years ago, uh, when I was... Uh, have been about five years into the ministry and I was going through, I'd already been a licensed minister and pastor, was able to go ahead and, and marry, bury, and baptize. But uh, in the Assemblies of God, who we are affiliated with, uh, after you've been in ministry for at least two years and you have a recognition that God has been using you, you go through this process which they call ordination. And it, it was a week-long school, and, uh, and there would be further teaching and instruction. And, and one of the leaders was, a, was an elderly pastor, had, was leading a large, successful church, very wise man, very godly man. And uh, he took us to this scripture in Luke chapter 2, verse 52. And he spent a week on this, five days on this, uh, on this passage of scripture, and it said this, that, that Jesus grew in wisdom and in stature, okay, and in favor with God and man. And uh, he talked about how Jesus was growing, and, and Jesus was growing in, in wisdom and, 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 and took care of himself, and, 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 and God's favor was upon him. And and not only was he in favor with God, but there was favor with people around him. People wanted to be around Jesus. They saw Jesus and they said, there's something unique about him. And so we're looking at this area called character, noble character. We've been looking at characteristics of what is noble character look like. And we talked about faithfulness and we talked about honesty. And today we're going to look at the character trait called integrity. Uh, it's very close to honesty, but there's definitely, it's an offshoot of honesty. And I want to ask you this question. I want you to, if you just, in, in your notes right now, if you would just uh, write this down, uh, this question, and put, a, put a, a sentence to this, or maybe a word, how would you describe integrity? What does integrity mean to you? What you think about that for a moment. And I believe there's going to be a, a diverse amount of, of opinion and perspective on what does integrity look like. Uh, now, we're going to go ahead and I've got some integrity quotes uh, from some well-knowing people here in our culture and in our nation, whatever. And uh, I was looking at some of them and, and some of them really interesting. And, and not all of them I, do I necessarily 
agree with, but I, I found some of them to be very interesting. But I want you to go ahead and we'll, you can follow this. One person said this, wisdom is knowing the right path to take. Integrity is taking it. Feel free if you want to write any of these down. And if you, if you find something that you really like, you didn't get a chance to go ahead and, uh, and, and, and find it, you can come up after the service and I'll be glad to go ahead and you can look over my notes. Here it is. Success without integrity is failure. That's pretty good. I like that one. Live in, here's another one. Live in such a way that if anyone would speak badly of you, nobody would believe it. I like that one. Here it is. Jacqueline Bissett. Actress says, character contributes to beauty. It fortifies a woman as her youth fades. Integrity can do a great deal to make a woman beautiful. Interesting. One of the truest tests of integrity, next one, is its blunt refusal to be compromised. Joyce Myers, famous Christian author and speaker, I love this one. She said, integrity means that you are the same in public as you are in private. I would also say the same in private as you are in public. It goes both ways. Jordan Sparks, singer, she says, My heroes are just everyday people who work hard, are honest, and have integrity. George Fulman, former boxer, said this, The greatest asset in this country is not oil or gas. It is integrity. Everyone is searching for it, asking, who can I do business with that I can trust? Amen, George. Alan Simpson, former uh, senator, said this, If you have integrity, nothing else matters. If you don't have integrity, nothing else matters. I like that one. Albert Einstein, he says, Whoever is careless with the truth in small matters cannot be trusted with important matters. Then another person said this, a liar needs a good memory. <laughs> Man, I... <clears throat> oh, anyways, okay. We'll get, we'll get there. Uh, uh, for the last maybe decade or 15 years, one of the top three people, richest people in the world, Warren Buffett, said this, in looking for people to hire, you look for three qualities. Integrity, intelligence, and energy. And if they don't have the first, which means integrity, the other two will kill you. Good job, Warren Buffett. And then the great Will Rogers said this way, Live in such a way that you would not be ashamed to sell your parrot to the town gossip. <laughs> Amen. Amen. So how did you uh, define uh, integrity here this morning? Uh, What does it mean to you? I want to take you through a couple of scriptures here this morning because I I just want to confess to you. The more I studied on this, the more I prayed about this and looking at the scriptures, uh, I I just have seen, uh, I'm not talking about even before uh, I was a Christian, which really was lacking major in the area of integrity, okay? But since I became a Christian 36 years ago, I want to tell you I have failed in this area. 
And God is still doing a work in my life. And I, you know, I kind of pride in myself, you know, I'm really, you know, I'm really good on this one. I want to just let you know I have failed. And I, and I, I think uh, by the end of this service here, uh, you may think as we get ready to go in here, yeah, I'm a person of inter- integrity. Uh, you may think uh, twice, there may be some repenting here this morning, but I want to take you to some scriptures and, and just kind of take a, a, a a glimpse at, at the upside of integrity, okay? I, w- I want to take you there to this area. What does the Bible have to say? I want to go back to a scripture that we've been hanging out in, uh, Proverbs chapter 22, verse 1. It says, Choose a good reputation or a name over great riches. Being held in high esteem is better than silver or gold. So if, if you and I claim, okay, to be a Christian, okay, and we are walking in integrity, okay? I mean, we make it easier for people to be able to hear the gospel, okay? But if we're not walking in integrity and honesty, it makes it very difficult, okay? So for those who are not walking in integrity, I want to encourage you to walk in this area. There's a tremendous upside to it. Proverbs chapter 2, verse 7. It says, he grants a treasure of common sense to the honest. He is a shield to those who walk in integrity. Talks about two things right there. God gives common sense to those who walk in honesty. He's a shield to those who walk in integrity. So you can underline common sense. That's a benefit, okay? He's a shield. Proverbs 10.9 says this. So we have protection and common sense. It says, Whoever walks, it's their lifestyle. By the way, when it's talking about walk, it's talking about a lifestyle. Whoever walks in integrity walks securely. Underline that word securely. But he who who makes his ways crooked will be found out. How about this one? Okay, so we have security. We have common sense. We have protection. Okay, he's a shield. Psalm 119, verse 1. It says, joyful people of integrity, joyful are people of integrity who follow the instructions of the Lord. Do you want some joy in your life? Okay, walk in integrity. There's something to be said when we are walking in integrity versus non-integrity. There, there's something that's inside of us when we're not walking in integrity. There's an uneasiness inside of us. And if we come to that point where we're really not really bothered by dishonesty or a lack of integrity, it shows that our heart has been hardened. So joyful are people of integrity. And then right here, I want to pass this one to the dads, to the fathers right here. here here's a quick Father's Day message right here. Here's the upside, okay, of integrity. Proverbs 27, the righteous person behaves in Integrity. It's it's their behavior. It's 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 part of their lives. And he says, as a result of that, blessed are his children after him. And and dads, I know this is your heart. This is something that you want. You want your kids blessed. You want your kids to be happy. Okay. Why are his children blessed after him? Here's one of the reasons why. When and I believe, by the way, that integrity. Okay is something, especially around our kids, it's something more caught than it is taught. Yes, we do teach about integrity, and we do teach about honesty, but when your kids see you, okay, in in a number of different realms of your life, from finances to, to promises and all these things, walking in integrity, 
The Bible says you pass blessing onto your kids. And what happens, here's the, the really, the good one is, I want to be like dad. There's something about my dad that, that I, man, he was a man. My father was a man of integrity. Oh, and do we need it? Okay. So I want to encourage you, look at the upsides here of integrity. But what does integrity really look like? I want to take you to three quick areas here this morning. I'm going to look at why integrity is so important. What does integrity look like? Some of you, this will line up with some of your definitions, okay? Number one, you keep your words. You say something that you will do or are going to do, you keep your words. Amen? Now, there are people, okay, who have good intentions Make promises, but people with good character keep them, okay? There's a lot of times, even Christians, they have, they have the full intention, uh, you know, I'm going to go ahead, I'm going to do this. The intentions were there, but they never followed through. Jesus said this in Matthew chapter 5, verse 33. You have heard that it was said long ago, you must not make a promise that you cannot keep. You must carry out your promises to the Lord. And then down to verse 37, Jesus says, Just let your yes mean yes, and your no mean no. Anything more than this comes from the evil one. So, yes, when you say yes, it really means yes. And when you say no, it really means no. Another translation puts it this way from the Living Bible. Just say, just say a simple yes, I will, or no, I won't. Your word is enough. To strengthen your promise with a vow shows that something is wrong. Wow. Really interesting words from Jesus. So what he's saying, he says, we don't have to attach something to our word. Okay, you know, I swear on the Bible. I, I swear I'm, I'm telling you the truth. In Job chapter 1, verse 1, it says, Job was a man who lived in us. He was an honest man inside and out, a man of his word who was totally devoted to God and hated evil with a, with a passion. And, uh, and I think of this, uh, of people that, that keep their word and the upside of keeping our word is just absolutely uh, key to relationships, key to growing in a relationship with one another, key to, to, key to integrity. Now, we know here in our nation, uh, we have a process. We have a, we, we have a process to where we elect our, our officials that lead us, congressmen, senators, presidents, okay, mayors, whatever. And, and, and when, it, when it comes around to election season at and I, I know we hear these words all the time. It says, I promise to do that if you will elect me. And uh, what we found out uh, from Americans, the approval rating of congressmen and handling its job has jo- dropped to 9% in the Gallup poll. Just 9% of Americans uh, trust the men and women who are in office, okay, that are leading our nation, leading our counties, leading our cities. And, uh, and, and why? It, it, because of the promises that have been broke, okay? 
And I, and I want to I wanna just encourage you to think of the, the words that you have made, the promises that you've made to your spouse, uh, to your kids, okay? Yeah, I will be there, okay? I'm going to be home, okay, after work, whatever, and promises that are broken. I will say this, to those who have businesses here uh, and, and are looking to become more profitable, looking to become more successful, I would say this, be a person of integrity. Keep your word. Uh, about five years ago, we went through the process uh, of building uh, our home, and uh, we were the contractors. And uh, we cut out the, the middleman, and we hired the subcontractors. And we went through that process. I mean, we, we saved ourselves a lot of money in doing that, but there was a lot of headaches dealing with the subs, okay, the subcontractors. And one of the biggest frustrations in dealing with them was, was talking to them, and you had to get a hold of them. And uh, they said, well, I'll be back in touch with, with you tomorrow, okay? Well, tomorrow came, and there was never a phone call, and sometimes that went into two or three days. And I remember the carpenter who was, you know, roughing it in and doing the fine details of this job, and finally I came to the place where I said, I've had it. I made a phone call. I said, if you do not call me, okay, within the next couple of hours, you are fired, okay? Take your stuff off. Guess what? I had a call within the next couple of hours, okay? I would say this. uh, uh, People that, and business people, businessmen, whatever, who walk in integrity, uh, walk in honesty, uh, will be successful, here in Florida, I mean, I, I, people think, well, I just got to go ahead and just cheat a little bit and, and then I can be successful. But I would just say this, honesty is always the best policy. So number one, okay, we, 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 we keep our word. Number two, we make things right. Now, how many made a mistake here in the year 2014? How many made a mistake in some area, relationship? You did something wrong, okay? Okay, 2013, okay. When you make a mistake, okay, you make things right, okay? Uh, starts with the Lord, okay? You make a mistake or, or it's a sin, okay? You make things right. We go to God. God, I've, I've blown it. Lord, I'm sin. Lord, I'm sorry, Lord, for what I have done. Okay, and and we do the same with people uh, when we've blown it, uh, when we've messed up. Okay, uh, we we come to them and and humbly say, you know what, I'm sorry. Okay, I was wrong. Okay, these are some of the. Can I just give you? This can save your marriage. It can save a relationship with you and your parents. Have you been dishonest towards your parents or or whatever it is? Uh, here it is. I'm sorry. Here it is. I'm sorry. Write this down. I was wrong. That's five words, okay, that's, okay, please forgive me, okay, that's eight words. If you will practice those things right there, and you really messed up, and you were sincere about that, okay, I want to tell you something, you bring integrity in your life, because we all mess up here in this place, and, and, when, and when, we, when we mess up, we make things right, and it starts off with humbling ourselves before the Lord and humbling ourselves before, the, before people, and we make things right. I want to take you to a passage in Luke chapter 19, verse 8. There was a chief tax collector. His name was Zacchaeus. The Bible described him as a very short man. 
okay, as a chief tax collector, okay, he was in charge there in the area where Jesus was passing through town. And uh, by the way, for those who don't know, chief tax collectors, in fact, tax collectors back in those days were the most hated people. And this, this guy was a Jewish person, okay, who had sold out to Rome and was cheating the people of Israel and, and overcharging them in the area of taxes. And, uh, and Jesus uh, is coming by, and because of the crowd, the people were, 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 uh, were tolling him. It says he got up into a tree, and, and Jesus sees this guy looking down uh, at him, and, and Jesus looks up to him, and he says, Hey, Zacchaeus, you know, i got to stay at your house. He gets out of the tree, and listen to what this tax collector said after he gets out of the tree. Let me get to my notes here. Uh, it says, But Zacchaeus stood up, and he said, said to the Lord, Look, Lord, here and now I give half of my possessions to the poor, and if I have cheated anybody out of anything, I will pay back four times the amount. And Jesus says something very interesting. And he says, today salvation has come to this home. I'm asking you a question. In the area that you have blown it, in the area to where it was, whether with the person or whether it was with God, did you make it right? Sometimes making it right involves restitution. Okay, you cheated someone, uh, you, you, you took advantage, I mean, you make a phone call, you, you say, I'm sorry, whatever, and, uh, and you make things right. Number three, you don't steal. You don't steal. One of the Ten Commandments, Deuteronomy chapter 5, verse 19 from the Amplified Bible says this, Neither shall you act slyly or steal. There was a pastor, um, got on the bus, and a uh, <clears throat> preacher of a church, and, and, and walks up the steps, and goes ahead, and to pay his fare, gives it to the bus driver. The bus driver gives him change back. The pastor goes back to the back of the bus and he's looking over his change and he's noticed that he was given too much change back. In fact, it was 50 cents back. And, and he comes back, okay, he says, well, this isn't right, you know. He says, I, and he goes to the bus driver, he says, you gave me too much change. He says, yeah, I did. And uh, he says, I just want to thank you uh, that you did that. Yesterday, I was at your church and you were preaching on honesty. He says, I put that, there, that extra money just, just to test you to see if you would practice what you preach. Pre- percentage of Americans who have illegally downloaded content, 46%. 40, 46%. Survey by the Gallup poll found that 60% of Americans believe corruption is widespread amongst businesses. Only one in five have a trust in banks. Romans chapter 13, verse 7 and 8, it says, Give to everyone what you owe them. 
If you owe taxes, pay taxes. If revenue, then revenue. If respect, then respect. If honor, then honor. It says, let no debt remain outstanding except the continuing debt to love one another. For whoever loves others has fulfilled the law. Let no debt remain outstanding. It's very interesting. Uh, during the boom uh, and how America was prospering, but uh, during the time when we went into uh, a, a time where of recession, of how many people, including Christians, and I've talked to people that have been loan officers and have been in, in the lending field, and how many, okay, uh, people just walked away and said, you know, we're upside down uh, on our loan, and, and we'll never recover from this, and just walked away. And the Bible says, let no debt remain outstanding except the continuing debt to love one another, okay? The Bible Bible says we are to pay back our debts, okay? And uh, I want to ask you a question, okay? Uh, April has come and gone. How did you do on your taxes? How did you do when you filled out your forms, okay? Uh, Were you a person? Of integrity, were you a person of honesty? Okay, and, and the Bible says we are not to act slyly or to steal. There was a man in his thirties was in jail for stealing thirty thousand dollars, and uh, first time he was in jail, at, and he was just asking himself, he says, "How, how in the world did I did I get to a place like this?" And, and he, and he went back to the time when he was 10 years old and his forgetful uncle sent him to the country store to go ahead and to pay a bill, to pay a debt. And so his uncle gave him some money and he had 72 cents left in his pocket. And, and all of a sudden he said he looked up into the sky. He says, there was something that came over me. He says, you know what? If my uncle asked me back for, for the change that I have, I'm going to go ahead and give it back to him. But if he doesn't say anything, he said, I'm going to go ahead and keep it. He says, I'm in jail for $30,000 that I stole. He says, but I sold my honesty and integrity for 72 cents. Started something. And, and, and I want to ask you just a question. Some of you say, well, I, don't, I, I really don't steal. I, I, I don't take money. How about, let me just take you to another area uh, that maybe the Lord maybe. How many know that, that when we're, we've been, we work for someone, okay, we've been hired, whether we're on a salary or we're on an hourly wage, okay, work means work. Okay, and and how many times have have we went ahead and said, well, I've got a lousy boss. He he's mean, she's mean or whatever. And, you know, what? and I'm just going to go ahead. I'm just going to just do enough just to get by And And really the effort, you're really not making the company any money. In fact, you're sloughing off. You're there on a computer. You're looking over at other websites or whatever and, and not giving your best effort. Can I just tell you, thou shall not steal. Laziness, lack of working hard and not giving your best effort is a, is a way of acting slyly. And, and I want to say to us, let's be good workers. Let's be honest. An honest day's okay pay is worth, honest day's worth of work. Let's give our very best efforts. 
So why is integrity so important? I want you to take you to a scripture in Luke chapter 16, verse 10. Here it is. Honesty, hard work, your word. If you're faithful in little things, Jesus said, you'll be faithful in large ones. But if you are dishonest in little things, you won't be honest with greater responsibilities. And if you are untrustworthy about worldly wealth, who will trust you with the true riches of heaven? And some of you are wondering, well, what is the true riches of heaven? One of the things uh, that I've been praying about today, and I'm sure for those who've been praying that God would open the heavens and we would see more healings, more miracles, more deliverances. And, uh, and, and, and some of us have asked the question, say, Pastor, I mean, I see the Bible and I've heard of times uh, past and revivals where there were healings, there were signs, there were miracles and, and things going on. Uh, God, how come, we, how, come we're Lord, how come we're not experiencing those things now like they were back then? And I go back to this scripture and, and I see this, the true riches of heaven as God's anointing, God's blessing. And, and I look at this area and I said, God, has Mike Rarick, has Calvary Church, have we been faithful in the little things? The Bible says if we're faithful in the little things, keeping our promises, we live in a divorce culture, okay? And, and if, if that person doesn't make me happy, I move on. And, 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 and I'm, I want to say to us here today, God is calling us to be faithful in the small things. He says, when you're faithful in the small things, not just with money, okay, but just the small thing, keeping your word, he says, then, he's implying right here, he says, I can entrust you with the things of heaven, the true riches of heaven. Here's another one. I want you to turn with me to your Bibles, and it's not there in your notes, but 1 Corinthians chapter 6. So I know this, that, that when a person is walking in integrity, we position ourselves for God's blessing to be upon our life. But here's, here's the other one uh, that I want to take you back to. It's 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 9. It says, don't you know that evil people won't have a share in the blessings of God's kingdom? And then it gives a list, okay, of what that looks like. He says, don't fool yourselves or don't deceive yourself. No one who is immoral, okay, idol worshipers, unfaithful in marriage. By the way, I believe that pornography is just a statement of unfaithfulness, but in a different way towards our spouses, unfaithful in marriage, will share in God's kingdom. Then it goes on, it says, thieves, those who are greedy, the drunkards, uh, those who are abusive, or people who cheat, none of these will inherit the kingdom of God. So he's saying right there, for those that don't just do this, but those who walk in the area of, of stealing and cheating, okay, those who walk, do not walk in integrity, the Bible says they won't have the blessing of God upon their life. They won't inherit God's kingdom. Can I just tell you, uh, that's not a good thing. 
And I would encourage you here this morning as the Holy Spirit is dealing with your heart here this morning. God's all of a sudden, the Holy Spirit's saying, you know what? When you did that, that was wrong. When, 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 you, were, when you showed up with a bad attitude at work and when, and, when you, and when you didn't give an honest day's work, okay, you stole that day from your employer, even though you, something inside of you, you tried to justify it, but God says you have no room to go ahead and cheat. Now, I want to just lead you to one more question. What is your guide in life? What, what, what is it that guides you in life? What, what, is a, what is a guide in your life? Proverbs chapter 11, verse 3 says this. The integrity of the upright guides them. A lot of people are looking for, for guidance in their life. I would encourage you to let integrity Guide you. And here's the question that goes with integrity. And here it is. I want you to write this down. Here's, here's what can help you to walk in integrity. Here it is. And it, it is this. It's called, what is the right thing to do? What is the right thing to do? Okay. What is the right thing to do? Okay. In, in my relationship with my kids, my wife, okay. The people that come to my business, whatever. What is the right thing to do. Not it was what is the easiest thing to do, okay? What is the thing that I can make me the most money or whatever? What is the right thing to do? And basically, we'll never know what the right thing to do unless it's based upon God's words. Proverbs twenty three twenty three says this buy the truth and do not sell it. 